What episode are we on? 103? Sounds, Sounds about right. right I think. Sounds about right. Okay. And that was our open. Drunk Valorant, episode 103. Welcome. Here you are. Um, Thank you. Let's, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and kick this off with my beer. Um, I'm drinking a Container Brewing Dark Arts. Now, I selected this beer knowing I was not going to like it. However. That's a bold choice. It's a Belgian quadruple. Oh, shoot. And I was like, ah, I kind of can't not get that. <laughs> Holy heck. <laughs> so what percentage is it clocking in? Whopping 10.2. Oh, so not, yeah, pretty solid. Little, like, pretty There's solid. There's triples not, that hit that, though. I wonder what yeah, the quadruple yeah, yeah. Like, brings it's not, to the table. It's not stupid. Um, yeah, but it means alcohol, quadruple but, means quadruple hopped, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the flavor could be more intense because of it being a quad, I'm thinking. I feel like you probably get diminishing returns as you go from single, probably. double, triple, quadruple. I have I no mean, idea how that works, so I, I can't okay, pretend. It, to it have 100% has like... Okay, it's kind of weird because it's got that classic Belgian ale taste, but it's not sharp. It's more like you're getting punched in the face rather than like cut with a knife. I see, I see. Um... <laughs> For lack of a better way to put it. But, uh... Like, yeah, no, they are not lacking on flavor in this thing. It just has the classic Belgian ale taste. Which, like, I used to very much enjoy when I was younger. Um... Over the legal drinking age, of course. Um, but, uh... You know, I've kind of grown out of a bit. And I'm not huge on the Belgian ales anymore. But it has a very cool can. Um, which I'll kind of try to show you guys. But, uh, yeah. Cool can. I saw it and it said Belgian quadruple, and I was like, okay, I kind of got to try this. So, yeah. yeah. So worth a try, even if it's not your favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Worth a try. I mean, also the 10.2% alcohol at the same price as every other beer also helps. Um. Yeah, you take that. Just, uh, I don't know. Again, it, it's worth the try. I don't think I would get it again. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, very understandable. There, if there was a quadruple IPA, I probably wouldn't get it again. But I definitely would be tempted to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of growing out of uh, taste, um, I have a beer from the brewery which I would credit with uh, growing out of my lager pilsner um, phase as well, and into the hazy IPA phase. Um, because this is one of the breweries that Cass dragged me along to while we were on our road trip um, into the interior of BC many, many years ago, uh, where he just, you know, we got a lot of flights, and I've, I think I've explained it in, on the podcast before, but uh, you can't get a bunch of Pilsners in a flight, so I just started drinking more IPAs and grew to <laughs> love them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, But I'm drinking a White Tooth Brewing Co. beer. Um, White Tooth is from Golden, BC. Uh, and they usually have a lot of ski-themed uh, beers. I'm drinking the Blower Pow IPA. And it's got a really sick photo of a of a dude skiing on that, of course, you guys can totally see. Because, one, oh, there's wow. a bunch of glare in my camera that you can't <laughs> yeah, see at all. And, and two, it's an audio podcast, so nobody listening to this can <laughs> fucking see the can anyway. Um, yeah. But it's really cool. It's a cool photo, cool piece of art, um, which is why I bought, bought it. And it's mm-hmm. a pretty good-tasting beer. Kind of 
I don't know, nothing special for the IPA, I don't think. But yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and funnily it, enough, uh, blower pow is nice. No, I haven't had any of that this year. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm I'm drinking my my worries away. Yeah, the there was a four pack at the store of like uh, Yellow Dog Brewing, um, like '80s, like ski themed can uh, called the Brewski. Oh yeah, um, Ooh. it was pretty sick. And then I looked at what beer it was, and I was just like, "Oh no, can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> was it like a it stout was, or something? Uh, I think it was like uh, it was like a bourbon aged amber lager or something like that. It was mm. weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I was, would love that. I, I, I'm probably not telling you exactly what it is. I just remember looking at it and being like, I can't drink four of those. Um, yeah. And they didn't have them in the singles, so I unfortunately did not get that. No brewski for you. Yeah, no brewski for me. Unfortunate. Well, Over to me? Uh, well, hold on. Before you get there, I gotta say, I think it was quite funny because as Chase pointed out, I dragged Chase to a number of breweries while we were on that trip. But as soon as Chase mentioned a brewery while we were talking about that trip, I immediately knew it was White Tooth. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably that the most the memorable point. brewery on, yeah. on the trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, because like we went to Fernie Brewing Co., we went to a number, like, somewhere in my room, there is, they gave out uh, like a bunch of the breweries in the interior for whatever reason, had a bunch of like business cards with all the beers that they had um, like printed on them. Uh, and so I collected all of them because I was like, oh, this would be cool to eventually like lay out and frame uh, for like all the beers that I had on this trip. Um, and so like, I remember that we went to like a, quite a few breweries, but for some reason, yeah, it's like as soon as Chase mentioned one of the breweries there, I was like, oh, he's got a white tooth beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. It's core memory for the, the two of you. Mm-hmm. All right, Hunter, what are you drinking? Yeah, well, first, before I get to what I'm drinking, um, I'm also working on some Christmas stuff. Uh, on Saturday, I baked an insane... Well, not baked. I made an insane amount of chocolate chip cookie dough because the big batch is easier to make at the catering place where I went to, uh, with permission of the owner to make it. And so I'm, I'm rolling uh, cookie uh, dough balls <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we're talking. <laughs> yeah, I, multitasking. I made, yeah, I made, uh, I even sanitized my beer can so I can drink my beer without having to wash my hands. <laughs> um, and that brings me to my beer. Uh, I went down to Total Wine uh, on Friday, I guess it was. Yeah, on Friday. And I had never been to the Total Wine near me because I usually go to Nepenthe or a different liquor store or the one that's right across the street. And Oh my God, I love Total Wine. Yeah, dude, I was amazed at the selection <laughs> they had. Like, I was blown away. And I had heard that they had a good selection. But I saw a ton of beers that I had had before and liked that I just hadn't seen in a long time. And so this beer, I had to have this today because even though there were two new beers that I got that I'm really excited to have on pod, this one probably wouldn't have stayed in my fridge until, you know, for a future week. (laughs) Because I've had it before. I knew I would like it. And even though it's a $5 beer, worth every penny. This is the uh, Secret Machine uh, Cherry Cobbler Pie a la mode. And my God, if this isn't one of my favorite beers, like I knew I liked it from when I had it before on pod, but it was like over a year ago at this point, it's even better than I remembered. It's, I feel like it's very difficult to have a fantastic like dessert, um, beer because oftentimes either it's like, this is just insanely sweet and doesn't taste like beer anymore. Or it's like, 
this is beer with like the vaguest hint of whatever the dessert is that it's replicating. But the intensity of the cherry like flavor, along with the fact that it pairs really well with whatever hops they've chosen, it still clocks in at seven uh, percent. So it's like it's like a sour smoothie beer hybrid, and my god, yeah, that's still a seven yeah, percent. Awesome. That's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. the all yeah, mode I, is what gets me because I just know I wouldn't like the all mode part, but that's the whole. The the all mode um, is very. I will say that part is very subtle. If if that's what's scaring you off, I would say you should definitely still try it because okay, milk I'm sure I'm is, sure it yeah. sounds good, but yeah, it's like that the creaminess of a beer that I don't typically like. Mm, I okay. do typically like the creaminess. Of yeah, the I I would be very you surprised if Cass didn't love this beer because <laughs> it tastes sort of like it's a similar vibe to Volcano Sauce. It just is a little bit less mm. of a, I guess a little bit less of a milk flavor and a very very strong cherry flavor. Okay. I do love me the volcano sauce, so yeah, yeah. Um, alrighty, I, I do remember you having that beer on pod before. Long yeah, time. the name yeah. sticks out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the name definitely, I, yeah, definitely sticks remember out. it. And yeah. also, total wine, like, oh my god, the it's a, it's heaven for an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I I just never been to a entire grocery store size liquor store before oh yeah they like there's like mm-hmm. aisle like full aisles top to bottom shelves with it just like gin or vodka or bourbon and you're like mm-hmm. yeah everything that you could want is in total wine yeah it was like is a trip down best- memory lane for beer for me because like so many beers i tried before i was like they're all here <laughs> this <Yeah>. is crazy <laughs> yeah. Chase, that's where you got me the bottle of uh angel's envy from right yeah, so yeah, there's there's one in Seattle that that mm-hmm. I would go to um, if I'm trying to get some liquor from the states, and I'm in Seattle. Yeah, I've never been, but uh, I I remember when Chase sent me the Snapchats of the place. Um, yeah, it looks wild. Okay, um, let's talk about some Valorant and stuff here, and yeah. before we get into the what I'm assuming will be the meat and potatoes, being our uh, the premier tournament that we just played today. Uh, there are a couple a couple minor things that I wanted to cover. Um, okay, so first and foremost, uh, we're going to be talking about the just the general trend of the uptick in number of alt points that each character has been needing. Altflation, um, yes. Yes, the yeah. altflation. And the there's now quite a spread in terms of, like, you have Phoenix and Cypher, is that it? Omen? Phoenix, Cypher, Omen. Omen is still seven. Omen seven? I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's six. Yeah, let Holy me let me look shit. it up real quick. I'll okay. clean it off I, my I, I'm gonna be honest, I just assumed it was six. I am pretty I sure that it's no seven. clue. Yeah. I just thought it was six because it was dog shit. Yeah, um, no, it, that would be, it would be more than fair if it was six. Yeah, okay. So I guess, what is it, just Phoenix and Cypher with six yeah. cost alts now? Um, yeah, confirm what, seven ISO? point alt for Omen. Okay. Is ISO seven? ISO is seven, but if you use it and get a kill and or die, you get one back. So if you use it. So the first time, <laughs> it's seven. Right. The next time, it's kind of six. Um... So yeah, like the first time in a half that you have to use ISO alt, it's it's seven, but then it behaves more like a six cost alt after that. Um, 
Okay, but then we also, on the flip side, have agents that are now at nine. Like, that's a 33%, or what, a 50% increase. Yeah. In comparison, right? Like, that's, uh, like, we're, we've now got quite a big spread compared to the start of the game. Um, which, like, very much does create this separation of these are alts that you can more readily just fire away. And then and these are the alts either. that... Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily bad alts either. Yeah. And then these are alts that like, fuck, I might not get one of these in this half. Right. Like in, like, in like, our... Not to skip ahead too much, but in our premiere game, mm -hmm. uh, after I Killjoy ulted for one round, we were somewhat close to the end of the game. So then I started, you know giving Chase Spike and try and ideally we would have farmed more orbs for Chase directly, but I started thinking about when Chase's ult would be used because I knew that as Killjoy, I was unlikely to get mine again unless I popped off really hard, which I wasn't at that point. Right. Yeah. I mean, Brim ult's still eight, but I like, I was closer to it. So yeah. 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 So in general, what are you, what are you guys' opinions on the, the general altflation? That's been I kind of like it. Um, Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Um, yeah. I, I, I like I like it. I like that there's a spread. I like that that's like a a topic that you brought up or a point that you brought up. Um, because I think it matters more what the cost is than ever before. Right? Like you were saying. So it, that is another thing that differentiates the ult from like what the ult actually does. Is how often you're going to have it. And so an ult that you have more, like it is a benefit to have the ult more, it being a lower cost ult. Um, whereas, you know, if everything's six or seven points, you know, there's no real difference. Like, you know, there, there's not that big of a difference if it's one ult point different. Mm -hmm. But if it's three ult points different, then you're like, oh, like that, there's a significant difference in how this ult is utilized. Um, oh, for sure. And, you know, the, the big ones like, like KJ ult that is nine points, like, it's fine. I think like it's still very feasible to like farm orbs in order to get it. It's still very feasible to have two and a half. Um, you just kind of need to be a little bit more deliberate about it and know that you are trying to, you know, ramp up to a play that involves that ult and, you know, feed spike plants or ult orbs to the killjoy, which is a part of the game that I think is totally fine to be in. Mm -hmm. Although I, I guess, yeah, like, I would assume that if you're playing a Killjoy, there's probably somebody else on the team that, like, you might also want to feed alt points to. Yeah, I mean, like, the example I just mentioned where Brim ult is also very worth getting. Yeah, so, like, it... Yeah, I, but it's I a give and take. Being, it's a... Yeah, it's, of course. Uh, yeah. I, I could just kind of see it being a little bit hard to, like, intentionally just feed, like, just the KJ, the alt points, or just the Viper, the alt points, like... Oh, it's kind and of you like if you're getting around close. a little more. Yeah, if it's like, oh, we, we're getting close. If we give the KJ a couple of ult orbs now, then like maybe in two rounds they'll have it up and we can run a play off of mm. it. Also, to say, just in general, when we're not like five stacked, and like I feel like this often does happen a lot too when we're five stacked, is like I feel like I have the mindset of I very much like farming orbs. Um, even when I'm not the best character to farm that orb on. And there's so many times where I'll see, like, other people just run past orb. It's like, ah, oh, like, well, whoever entried, we have sight. Like, I could take the second here to grab this orb. But instead, they just, like, run to sight or whatever. 
instead of grabbing it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm the only person here in Beat Garage still. I might as well grab this orb because it's here. We haven't planted yet. Um, or like, oh, well, I'm, I'm showers already. Like, I might, as, I might as well grab this orb. Nobody else is around here before we get the spike plant down. Uh, but, like, yeah, like, I find that when I'm playing Jet or Cypher, like, I'm neither of those a priority orb grabbing agent. But I feel like very few people actively go out to farm orbs unless they're playing Phoenix with the intention of farming orbs. Yeah. Definitely underutilized and ranked for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's an important part of the game um, and it exists. I, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of just not really caring about farming orbs as well. Um, often I'm just the one with the spike. And so I can't take that extra second. It's more important mm-hmm. to get the yeah. spike down and me to be on site while we have yeah. control. Um, so I think it makes sense for me to just run past the orb a lot of the time, and I'm getting an orb from Spike Plant anyway. Yeah. yeah but it would be nice to have the second yeah. one. Right. Because oftentimes, too, like, I'll see that we'll, like, we'll end up, like, I, I'm just, again, I'm just using a scent here as an example, uh, but, like, we'll be fighting B Garage. We'll get smoked off from entering B. But we have all of Garage Control. Yeah, you just take orb. Someone number should. of times I see people just not take orb when like they are the agent that should be taking orb is like quite astounding. Um, and I feel like people only really have the mentality of oh I should grab this like when they're close to their alt. I will say part of it in at the ranked level I think is not trusting the coordination of your teammates to cover you because like it definitely happens in ranked that someone will be waiting outside that choke and will swing off of someone tapping orb. And if your teammates aren't aware that you're tapping orb and aren't ready to, you know, help you, you could very easily get killed while you're taking the orb. Yeah. I, I guess, like, I mean, in the situation I just laid out, it was smoked off, but sure. You know, I'm saying um, it, it is smoked off, but then they flash out someone the Someone can swing through the smoke. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Sure. yeah. Right. I don't know. I will just big dick orbs. Like, I'll stare all the way down Sea Long Haven. No yeah, smoke, I, I think it's worth doing. Just I, like, I just was presenting why I think maybe yeah, some people yeah, yeah. are reluctant to do it. Right, right. Yeah, just like, you, you just know, like the disrespect in general. So that, that is yeah, true. Oh, I'm I'm fully in support of that. Just to be clear. Uh, but yeah, like if I take a couple shots against somebody, and like I'm waiting for the reswing, and the reswing isn't coming, like I'm like, oh, okay, you have no interest in taking this duel. I'm just gonna grab this orb because you think that I'm gonna tap it to bait you into the swing and you clearly aren't interested in swinging to begin with. Um, so yeah, I just get a lot of orbs just like staring down that sight line. Same thing with like a, uh, a main on Haven when I'm playing defense. Like, I, I feel like the a main orb is something that defenders perhaps don't farm as often as they should. Uh, I know back when Shazam played on Sentinels, he would always play a lobby so that he could farm that orb every round. Uh, that he wasn't yeah, I mean, that was a big part of the of meta back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I guess Sova's just fallen out of the meta. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's still plenty of other agents you could do it on, right? Like, yeah, Sova ult's better than Sky ult, but like, you post a Sky and a Jet up on A, and you just farm that orb for your Sky. Like, it's going to be useful. Yeah, yeah. Seekers is always nice to have. Um... And I, yeah, I, like that might be the other now, right? I feel like that's a little high. Yeah, so is Sovault. Yeah, Sovault is so much better than Seekers. That's that's my point. I think oh, Sovault okay, being sure. eight is fine. All right. 
Yeah, I don't know. What's the Meta Haven comp? That's not the Viper Harbor iteration. Ah, uh, shoot! I haven't I haven't watched you play, it, you so play long. It, yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, is I it Aster? The no, Aster map an or omen? is it Omen map? I, I feel like it's an Omen map. You go Omen, Jet, Sky, KJ, and then I have no clue. It could still be Sova. Yeah, could still be Sova. But you and so yeah, I guess you get to, yeah have the Sova there. Start a lobby, get yourself a lobby control, and take that orb. But although I know in pro play, a bunch of omens have been dropping that smoke that blocks off like deep a main or deep a long. I mean, it's going like, right in front from of attacker the orb. side. Yeah, like on attacker side, they'll drop that smoke like right in front of where that orb is. Yeah, uh, and so that you have to, or like you, you just can't get good info by posting up somebody in short. Like, I think it works better than just smoking off the cross. Because oftentimes, when you're playing Haven, right, like, somebody will be A long, somebody will be A short. You have one B, one garage, one C. I feel like it's standard setup. Yeah. And then some teams, especially at the pro level, get cheeky with, like, oh, we actually don't have anybody garage, it's just KJ utility, or oh, there's not actually anyone B, it's just KJ utility, or whatever. But, like, um, having, like, if you smoke deep A long with an omen who smokes refresh before your actual hit, the hit comes in, like, whoever is holding short would have to push up really far and really fast to know if anybody just crossed into A long behind that smoke. Yeah. And so it kind yeah. of forces you to keep two people there instead of oh, we have somebody posted up on on short, or we have somebody posted up on long, presumably with an op, and then we can vacate A, because they'll know if somebody comes by. But yeah. Where were we? Oldflation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, Hunter, any topics? You've been awfully quiet here. Oh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just vibing, making my cookies and, and listening, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking about, I don't know that my opinion has changed a ton since we complained about the alt increases back in the, you know, the day Valorant died patch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's, it's funny because I, I want to say that I like there being more util in the game and therefore I, I wish alts costed less, but I don't think I've... It's one of those things that's kind of hard to notice there being less of something happening in a game because you just don't notice. It's just very difficult unless there's a certain situation where you expect, like, oh, I expect them to ult in short on Haven, and now they didn't do that very much because their Killjoy didn't get ults. But even that, like... So I guess what I'm saying is I kind of feel like my opinion... I don't know how much it's changed because I feel like I still feel similarly that I like there to be more ults in the game, but I also haven't necessarily noticed any problems with their having higher costs. So I'm just sort of neutral on the topic, really. Yeah, you seem to be taken aback when I said I kind of liked it. Right, right. Just because, you know, I don't think any of us said that in the on that when we were discussing that patch. And in general, I just think Valorant should lean into what makes it unique. Which is having you know cool alts and well just cool abilities that aren't just gun go pew pew. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought strongly about it when we were discussing it on that episode, but I really do like what Cass was talking about with the differentiation. And now he wasn't talking about that as necessarily a benefit, but I am. Um, yeah. But I, I just think it, it's a, you know, you need a range in order to have that be a, a consideration. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, like, they I just need to tweak it a little bit in terms of what alts are what. Like, I think Sky Alt needs to come down and Omen Alt needs to come down. I mean, but I remember when Sky, like, when Sky Alt was, like, a six cost alt, right? Yeah. Like, I don't that was think it should be six. I think it should be seven. Yeah, seven yeah, yeah. But, like, spot people were, like, rattling off Sky Alt left and right. Like, holy fuck. And, yeah. like, I think at the, like, when the game launched, you, like, you could probably go back in time. And find some YouTube video about someone talking about Sky and how, like, oh, Sky's not that bad of an agent, but, like, her alts suck. Yeah. And, like, looking back on that, it's like, what the fuck? Like, Sky alt is so good. I'm like, not, I don't I, remember the discourse around Sky alt. if people thought it was good or bad uh-huh. when she launched. People, when, when, when Sky launched, people thought her alt was bad. And, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna go out and say that, like, oh, holy shit, this alt is insane. But, like, I think Sky alt is quite good. Um, You're not going to have me disagreeing with you there. Yeah, I I think it's like a better cipher ult in a way. Oh, is, I would disagree hard. With okay, it's definitely a less conditional cipher ult. Yeah. Um, what less conditional? I think it's more conditional. Well, oh, con- oh, yeah, conditions yeah, as in casting. Kill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm, but you I could just you launch sky ult. I guess. I guess what I was thinking is is at the point of casting the ult. Like, so, not you know, regardless of how you got there, and that's where the condition comes in, that you need the body. But, like, once you cast a Cypher ult successfully versus cast a, a Sky ult, the Cypher ult has much more guaranteed value. Oh, it has because, much more guaranteed right, that, value. That's how yes. I was thinking about it. Yeah, I understand that it's harder to get off a Cypher ult, obviously. Yeah. But then also, like, you can't... Like, I see what you're saying about, like, the Cypher ult being guaranteed no bullshit info. Yes. Minus a couple characters with TP shenanigans after the alt pings the second time. Um, but for the most part, no bullshit guaranteed info. However, it's very awkward to push off of Cypher alt. Yeah, it's hard sure. It's hard to push off of Cypher alt. It's hard to, like... Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to play off of it. It's just a pure info alt, basically. Yeah, and it's very nice for the info, right? Like... You're you're in a you're in a retake scenario. Where the fuck are people playing? Fire that alt off and like, okay, we got two main, we got two site. We know nobody's flanking us through mid right. or whatever, right? Nobody's ratting CT, uh, or maybe they were ratting CT, but now we know they fell back to site or whatever it may be, right? Like I, like I, I do think the in, the guaranteed info it provides is very fucking nice, but it's very difficult to combo other utility and push off that info. Unlike the Sky Seekers, in which case, sure, if you're in a 5v5 retake, popping Seekers might, like, right off the rip, might not get you a ton of value. Yeah, especially if you have to go through, like, or if the Seekers are going to go through a, a choke that's smoked off. Like, there could very well just be someone aiming down that that just, like, immediately deletes all three. Of them. Yeah. yeah. Um... Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, or I guess just give me info. How the fuck does, like, the seeker viewing thing work? 
Because oftentimes Sky will pop Seekers, and I can hear multiple of them, but I only get to see one. Do you only get to see the one that's going after you? Unless no. you're at proximity, I believe. What do you because mean seeing it? I'm so confused. Like, okay. uh, if it's coming after you, like the other team pops Sky Ult, you can't always see all of the cabbages. What? You can always yeah. see all of the cabbages in play. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely it happened, not. It happened in the Haven game we just played earlier today where Sky popped cabbages from window. I saw the one that was coming for me. I shot that one. I was holding it off. I hear the other ones going, and I don't know where they are. I can't see them. Because they didn't come out of window. They went. They passed somewhere different. Nope. No, there there are times... One, I heard one literally go past me. And then that, Alex shot it when he was behind me. That's got to be some sort of a bug. I that's do not, not a think bug. that is No, a I mean, this that, has been in is, the game for forever. That is a feature, not a bug. There is no way that is a feature. Hard, I'm, that's, I'm calling hard cap on that one, Chieftain. Let me see if the wiki. I just don't know. I, I just don't know what the ruling is on when you get to see all of them versus when you only get to see one. Yeah, of them always. Or That's whatever. The ruling. According to Reddit, yeah. it goes invisible for the enemy and becomes visible when it is close to an enemy. But you can always see it if it's targeting you. Um. Because there's there's yes. I, there's never been a time there's been a seeker targeting me that's been invisible. Well. I gotta, I gotta find this. That if is I turn actually away from it, insane. Does it count as being invisible? Because, <laughs> like, I, I literally played Sky for a whole act, and I pride myself on being the info guy, obviously. And I had no idea that was a thing. That is actually crazy. Wait, what do you mean you pride yourself on being the info guy? Uh, exactly. On knowing, oh, knowing oh, as far things. As the podcast goes, I yeah, thought yeah. He was, I thought he was talking about what agency plays. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. No. Because of, yeah, he plays so much Nova. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, like, you play Sky and fucking Yoru for info, I guess. <laughs> It's like, you don't play Fade or Sova or yeah. Safer? Like, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah, I was like, what does Cass mean? Why is he confused uh, about this? It's pretty uh, obvious. <laughs> I was so confused. I thought you were yeah. talking about in-game. I can't find um, anything on the wiki about mm -hmm. it. Okay, all I know is there's some shenanigans going on there. I, I just don't know yeah, exactly. Some, I don't know how it works either. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird that okay, I can't find anything I'm just about it. I'm blown that I didn't understand this mechanic of Sky's Hole. Crazy. Are you? Your your mic just sounded underwater for a sec there. Sorry, one sec. Hunter. Yeah. You out for a wank there, mate. Yeah, no, I was. Is he okay? I'm just getting the next batch of cookie dough, and I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to keep Whoa. talking if my mic sounded bad. I'm just going to wait until I came back in rage. I can hear you fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, well, anybody got any other comments about the Ultflation thing? I guess I got one. Mm -hmm. If you guys are all done. Yeah, yeah. what's up? Okay. I, I'd kind of like to see some more agents with, like, some of the lower cost alts. Amen that, like, that, brother. That aren't super valuable or relevant or... More, more along the lines of things like Cypher Alt, that are like, when you can get them off, yeah, they're they're nice to get out there. Uh, but, like, they're not round-defining or anything. 
Yeah. Because, um, like, the low-cost alts in the game, we've as we've determined, unless we're missing some sneaky six-cost alt that I don't know about, are Phoenix and Cypher, in which Phoenix alt, holy fuck, that is good. But oh, at yeah. this point, his alt being low-cost is just part of his kit. Like, Riot can't really change that. That's just a feature of Phoenix. Right, they have to bump the rest of his kit hugely to then have any reason to decrease the alt. Yeah, like, they would need to... They would need to buff the living shit out of the rest of his kit to justify raising the cost of his alt. Um, but But I would like to see some more middling... These alts do something. And that's cool. But they're not round defining, and they're cheaper. Yeah, you saying you want to see like a five cost ult added to the game? Not necessarily five, although I'm not opposed. Yeah, um, just like in a new character, something that's like uses the ult mechanic a little bit differently. Because I think we talked about that. I, uh, I talked a about few that a episodes back. ago. Yeah, oh. I also think no, Iso is a decent example of what you're saying, simply because of what you described, where it's effectively a six point ult after the first use. Yeah, I think they made it seven because of that right, mechanic. Right. And they yeah, were just like, oh, well, like... Because it'd be a five cost alt after the first one otherwise. And so I think they intentionally made it seven for that Do you guys not always die after your old anyway? On whatever character you're playing? <laughs> Chase his brimble, yeah. die immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I do often die as Cypher pushing up to get that ult off. No, I mean, I just get so many kills off my brimble that I just get those old pa- points back, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Um. Oh, uh, the uh. Oh fuck! What was I gonna say? I've had a train of thought, and then like the train has left the station, and I no longer have said train of thought. Um. Oh yes, I do remember what I was gonna say. Okay, so like I remember way back. Like this must have been in like the first like. This could have been in the first ten episodes of this podcast. But I want to say confidently, it was in the first twenty. Um, I remember talking about wanting an agent who uses alt points differently than anybody else. In that yes. you use them one by one. Like, there's something you can do, and you can only do that based off the alt, like, whether you have an alt point. And so you're probably right. capped at a certain number, whatever your alt point cap is. Um, yeah, but it'd be like a one-cost alt. But yeah, it'd be a one cost all that you can stack and you and do more things with it, and like perhaps you could have it like ramp up in strength as you got more of them, and it would consume all of them or whatever, right? So yeah, like, but like some I, way of using the point, yeah, differently. I, I guess just for to come up with an example, right? Like at all nine, you'd get full breach alt size, but yeah. like with three, you'd get thirty three percent breach alt size. You know, mm-hmm. that like would still be very valuable. And hey, I need to clear this cubby right here. It'd be very nice if I could just rolling thunder this very small area. And like, hey, I've got three all points. Only let it go. But then, you know, it's much smaller. It doesn't clear all of sight. If I bank all those up, then I get a much bigger one. I I just think there, yeah, there's something cool that could be done with a particular agent and the way in which they interact with the alt economy. Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind for me for that is what if you have like a laser gun that is sort of like a mini Sova ult, except that you only fire it once. It comes out almost immediately 
Like maybe maybe you have to go through like a you know two or three second equip animation, and then once it's equipped, when you fire it, it's it's out, and it does damage through everything in the map for like a very long distance. But it's like you know it's it's basically like this you know it's it's the size of a laser. There's no width to it, and basically if you charge it up, let's say it's an eight point ult, and if you charge it up to all eight points, it one shots anyone it hits. And then for each ult point less than eight, it does less damage on the hit. So, like, if you shoot it off with two ult points, you're doing, like, 30 damage with it. Something like that. Ah, so I guess you could just use it to clear out people you know are hit. Yeah, exactly. It could still be a very valuable tool for if you know someone's low. I I don't love the idea, but I'll give you credit for coming up with something off the top of your head. Yeah, I I think that could be cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's some refinement, okay. but I think it's a good starting point. I think something like that would could be very cool. Okay. Um, so moving on here to the next topic, um, this is going to be because this is well, this might not be the last podcast we're coming out with this year, but there is a chance it is. I don't know what everybody's holiday schedules are. I don't know exactly yeah. how things are going to how the cookie's going to crumble. Um, well, there's most definitely it, not one. Uh, they don't, but yeah. there's definitely um, not one happening next week. So yeah, yeah. no Christmas next week, week is podcast. probably yeah, yeah. Christmas week is probably off the cards, and we'll go from there. But so I figured we might as well cover this now. Um, and the idea here is, what do you want to see in the next year, in the next calendar year of our? What do you, what do you want? Us winning a premier uh, tournament. Uh, oh, I was going to say Sendles uh, winning a trophy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I care about our trophy. Yeah. Who cares about Sendles? Oh, oh, I thought today was more... the day. Yeah, yeah. fuck. We'll, like... we'll, we'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I was thinking more of, like, game kind of things, not like... Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, 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 I know. We, we just both went for different cool, joke cool. responses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what could happen in the, what's our Valorant resolutions? <laughs> what do we want Valorant to do for Riot? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the um, first thing that, oh, sorry, were you going to jump into something? Nope. I was wasting time right, while I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Take it away. You yeah, got something. Well, I think that the biggest thing for me is, is, you know, not something that different than what I would have wished for last year necessarily, but, um, better parity between the agents. I think. Valorant is in a, a quite a good spot with that now, just to be clear. But if they could, you know, change some of the things that are obviously lame, like Omen Ult, uh, Deadlock as an entire character, <laughs> you know, um, I would love if they could find a way to add some fun back into Jet's kit. That's sort of from the opposite side of things. But, like, you know, the Valorant being a game where any character... Any agent face you know poses a real threat and has abilities that are super fun. Like I think they could still improve that, and the more that's improved, the better Valorant will get. Um, yeah, that's my first thought. Uh, keep thinking about it, though. Yeah, I was gonna say I want there to be, I want there to be a third true movement duelist. That too, yeah. Um, and I'm counting Yoru as a half. That's that's and, fair. I'm not complaining and about that. And Reyna as maybe like a 
10%. She's not a movement duelist at all. Yeah. Reyna's like yeah. a 10% movement duelist. You can't, you can't. No, she's movement. just not yeah, a movement no. duelist. Maybe five. Zero. <laughs> she doesn't get any movement. Yeah. Dismissed, though. You're going to call Iso a movement duelist because he can get shot while moving because of his shield? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he moves the enemies into his ult? Yeah. Um, I guess Iso has a teleport. Sort yeah, of. technically, teleports yeah. to a place that exists. Hey. Yeah, yeah, actually um, exists on the map as we discussed in the yeah. previous podcast. Can be exploitable um, if you know what you're doing. But yeah, no, I want. I and I, I, I don't know what the answer is because, like, I, oh, I guess what is Neon? Is Neon like a fifty percent? Is Neon more than fifty? No, she's oh, Neon. She's just not as good as Jet. She's a hundred. I would say Neon's a fifty percent. Yeah, I think the Neon's thing a- is running fast. <laughs> Okay, I think Neon's yeah, above 50, but it's not but what Cass is talking about. Yeah. yeah, like Neon's above fifty, but I don't think she's a hundred. Like, like he's talking about. <laughs> okay, jet you're rage. conflating two different things. How much movement is important to their kit, and how much movement they bring to the table, and how good of an agent they are. Neon is all about movement. The problem is she just isn't as effective with it as Jet is. No, no, because she doesn't do the one thing that the movement duelist needs to do. Just immediately doing, you know, going immediately to be untradeable? Yes. Yeah, but, like, just, I don't think no, there's no, that no, many no, other ways you not, can not, do that. Not, not, no, no, not, not the being untradeable. The dive. Yeah, the dive. The dive. Neon can't hard dive. Here's Neon the can soft dive. Yeah. Neon I, can soft dive like Phoenix can soft dive. And Neon just does it faster. Yeah. That is. I, a I, I, I don't trait. know if you can. I don't know if you can count Phoenix as a dive. Okay, here's the thing, Cass. There are if, Phoenix if is you, an entry. I don't think he's a dive. If if you limit movement duelists to like people who can take space like immediately, like with the at the flick of a hat, there are mm-hmm. only so many flick of a hat. What the heck? I was combining some metaphors there, but anyway, there are only <laughs> so many different ways you can do that. So I feel like yeah. if you're going to call it that, there's really no way for there to be another movement duelist. Well, because hey, you have teleport with Yoru, you have dash, and you have going through the air with rays. What else is there? How else more can you take space immediately? You, you, you got not... the tunneler. Well, yeah, we, we discussed that, <laughs> but I don't think that's going to be... Oh, underground. <laughs> that's still effectively a teleport, though. Like, that's that's not significantly different in terms of how you, you know, the mechanics of it. So that's yeah, why I'm pushing back on be. not being a movement duelist, because... Okay, you got, I'm you not, got fucking right. Dig Dug out here going not, through the it's ground. It's not my job to come up with how they're going to accomplish this. <laughs> now, yeah, okay, fair enough. This is your wish list, after all. Of a podcast, I am very much within my right to demand that they figure it the fuck out. Which I'm I doing. agree. I think I think it would be cool to have a, a competition to that aspect of the. Kind of the aspect that has kept like Raze and Jet in relevancy, and definitely Jet while being nerfed to hell. Yeah, like what keeps Jet relevant is the ability to dash and the ability to entry like that and smoke and dash in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and her opping ability is definitely a part of it as well. Just to be clear. Oh, yeah. So of course, there's you know, Raze I mean, has her opping ability has been fucking neutered. She's still and the like, best op, the second best op character in the game behind. Yeah, Jet. and like, well, I'm saying, granted, the people that play Jet probably played Jet pre-nerf, and so just are good at opping. They're just good at opping, and therefore going to continue opping, even though her kit has been severely neutered to hamper that. I, I feel like you're also you're still losing track of the fact that you still have the ability to hear enemies coming and pushing you. Pop your dash, 
take the shot and dash out. The only other yeah. person who oh, can yeah, accomplish yeah, yeah. that untradeability is Chamber. And yes, that's been nerfed, but that's still very unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, there were multiple times on that uh, again in that Haven game that we'll get to that uh, when they push C Wong, I can't hear that. I don't know when they're swinging C Wong. All I know is I'm staring down the line with either an op or a marshal, and sure. I no longer have time to prep dash and then pop dash after that swing comes through. Like, there were multiple times where, as soon as there was contact, like, I prepped that dash, I took my shot, and I got I was dead before I could get out. Oftentimes, it was with a marshal, and like, you know what? That's just how she goes. We're on a fucking eco. Like, so be it. But, like, I can't like, what, I, I'd have to preemptively, like, prime that in in the context of, like, Sea Long Haven. Yeah, Cass, one thing that um, I'm curious if you do very much on Jet, because I certainly did this a lot when I was playing Jet, is, especially if we're talking, like, you know, Sea Long or A Long Haven, either one, is to hold an incredibly tight angle with the op that I've, it's going to be difficult for me to hit the shot. But I'm very likely to be un- very unlikely to be immediately spammed. Particularly, this is good by you know playing by a box that's not easily bangable or some cover that mm-hmm. isn't. So then I I definitely I don't pop the dash preemptively. I take the first shot and live, and then I pop the dash and repeat and, and dash out. And hey, if I'm having a bad day, I miss both shots, but at least I lived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like that's what I often do on jet because of that exact sure. reason, not knowing when to pop. Right, like, yeah, I, like, and there are times that I do do that, but I prefer to commit more to the first angle. Yeah. And having the ego slash confidence, depending on how you want to look at it, that I am hitting that first shot. Right. And then the question is, if I do hit the first shot, how good is the other team's spacing? Right, if the other right. team's spacing isn't great, I'm out of there. Right. And, like, it happens all the time. You're like, you'll see me all up on, on Cypher. And, yeah, when I'm playing Cypher, I can't stand out in fucking middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, I have to be holding a somewhat tighter angle than I would as Jet. But, like, I still get away with opping on Cypher. Yeah, because Operate. people's spacing isn't People's ideal. spacing isn't fucking ideal. Normally, we're talking about ranked tier. Even in Premier, people's spacing isn't fucking phenomenal. We're playing at the middle pack. Intermediate um, five, baby. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to hearken in on the op thing. Like, I don't. I'm not super concerned about that at the moment. Like, I just want someone who can compete with Jet and Rays from a meta perspective when it comes to diving on and taking space on sites. Yeah, I get that, what you're saying. Yeah, and ideally. Jack can get her second updraft back because they're good enough to create some competition there. Yes, amen. Please give Jet her second updraft back. I am fully on board with that. Yeah, that's my 2024 wish list. What do you got, Chase? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar, but I, I would just I want to see more unique abilities in the game. Like I want to see some new cool shit that I can't even think of. Yeah. Like that that's really what like you know is really fun about having a new agent come out is being like, Oh, that sounds dope or like how the fuck am I gonna play around that? You know, it just a little twist in um which like you know, you, you know, you could say that any new agent of course has unique abilities, 
but there are certain abilities that when they come out, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Something kind of like when uh, when KO first came out and oh, he yeah. had the suppress mechanic. Yeah. And everybody was like, how in the fuck are we going to play around this? Like, that, yeah. this changes the entire game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Gecko also it was made ba- waves like that when he came out. Yeah, it was like... He did. I mean, all the pro teams tried to run him immediately. Just being able to pick up your yeah. abilities, that kind of deal. No, I, think I don't it was know. The it... Plant spike. Oh yeah, it was the yeah. plant spike. Yeah, it was the. I think it was the. We don't have yes, to plant. Yes, you're spike. right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that is huge. Um, I I think that that is that is super cool. So some something like that, uh, I I think is is really cool to have in a new character, and mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I, ISO has the has the gulag. Yeah. Does anybody know the actual name of that? No. I think it's Kill Contract, but I'm not confident. I'm going to look it up because I'm curious. Like, what is the name, like, the actual name of the ult? Yeah, what's yeah. the name of his ult? That's, uh, it's not the Gulag, but, like... It is Kill Contract. Cass is correct. Oh, let's go! Yeah. Cass, I forget. Have you ever played ISO in a comp since he came out? No. Not in comp. I got, I'm the only one who has. That's crazy, because we talked about how he might be interesting to you, but I guess you've never found the yeah, desire uh, to pull the I, trigger. I, 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 I've, I've got some new opinions that, uh... Again, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, but we got to get to our, our tournament stuff first. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Chase, anything else come to mind? No, I kind of just want to cool see more shit. new shit. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I remember when Yoru first, like, his release oh, yeah. trailer and his abilities got leaked, right? Everyone's just like, I mean, the main resounding thing was just like, holy fuck, this agent's broken. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no way to maintain map control. Yoru's just going to be TPing everywhere and then popping out of all, and there's going to be, like, nothing you could do to, like, have any idea where the enemies are coming from. And then obviously he sucked at lunch. Um, People definitely in the earlier times of Valorant assumed Riot would not balance these new things. They just assumed they wouldn't get it right. And then I think people have realized over time they're more well, conservative like, than not. Well, I think, time. yeah, I think that the, uh, it's kind of flipped. The, they still are concerned that, that Riot's not going to get it right, but it's in the wrong way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. They, they think yeah. that, oh, this agent's going to probably be dog shit. Well, yeah. like, I wonder, like, if you have to err, like, given that they seem to want to err on the side of caution, which side do you err on? Right, yeah, you, like, they should err on the side of caution. Yeah, because it's yeah, fun if you're yeah. playing an agent to have them be buffed. It sucks if you're playing an agent and then they get nerfed like that. From mm-hmm. both from a player experience side and a you know money making side, you're gonna have a lot more people quit the game if you nerf an agent they play versus buffing an agent they don't care about. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, Chamber was the last agent that launched broken, right? I think so. I'm trying to think yeah. of who came after Chamber. Obviously, Deadlock, Iso, Gecko. Who like more than that? Where was Neon in the mix? Or mix that was before Chamber. I think Neon was before Chamber. Yeah, I think Neon was before Chamber. It doesn't really matter because Neon did not launch Busted. No, no, certainly not. Um, I think Ko launched Busted, but Ko launched pre-Chamber. Well, is it Ko didn't necessarily. It's interesting because. Oh, well, from Ko a ranked launched, perspective, he was never all that great. But, like... Even at the pro level, though, if I remember correctly, he didn't immediately get an insane pick rate because there was just constant back-and-forth balancing with the initiators that Sky's flashes were came out faster. I believe at the time that KO came out, Sky was also getting buffed so that her, you could flash for yourself a lot better as Sky than you can mm. now. 
So I, th- well, like, I, I think it was really when Sky got nerfed that KO started to shine, if I'm remembering correctly. I, I'm not confident that I am. Okay, look, I'm not saying that KO launched in a state in which everybody's like, holy fuck, this agent is busted at the time. I think it took yeah. a while for people to realize. But I think launch KO, if you took him into today's meta, would be busted. Well, sure, just because the right-click flash is so good more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Same with, like... Yeah, I don't know how many changes they made to Sky is the thing. Because I'd argue that Launch Sky is probably in a similar position. I really don't remember what Sky is. Yeah, I think Sky has probably been moved more than any other yeah, agent. Like, Sky has in been a moved range a of nerfs and buffs. But then Sky also has the most competition with, like, the initiator slot. Yeah. Which, like, has always had Sova in it. Right. Sova's Sova was way better the most than KO launch than now. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And, like, I think the only, like, real significant change that they made to Sova was that his drone doesn't last for anywhere near as long. Yeah. Like, I mean, and more recently, the uh, recon dart third ping. No, but I'm saying, I don't think that's significant. I think the shock dart damage nerf was significant. Oh, the shock dart damage nerf is huge. Again, I don't think that was yeah. that significant. Oh, I, I didn't get told. Oh, that. it was massive. As somebody who played yeah. a lot of Sova, that was huge. Mm. And... You know, maybe in the pro meta, of course, like the drone was uh, a bigger deal because it was known as like the best piece of utility in the game. Yeah, uh, which it is definitely no longer. It's still very good, but it, you yeah. know, it, it very mean, well, like, much more limited. Yeah, like the OG Sova drone was your ranked teammate Phoenix all. <laughs> yeah, you, they're not getting kills anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You just get to find out where everybody is. <laughs> yep. And you get to follow it up. like, And you got it every round. For What did it cost? I don't know. What the fuck does... What the fuck does Sovadron cost? Is that a 300? 300? Yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember. But yeah, the Shock Dart nerf is brutal. And mm-hmm. I think definitely contributed to my fall off of playing Sova. Now, the map pool, I think, was the bigger uh, indicator of me stopping playing Sova. But uh, it was really once... uh, Definitely in the time where both Icebox and Breeze were out of the meta, or, like, out of the game Mm -hmm. entirely. Um, But, yeah, I I don't even know who I'm going to play when Icebox comes back in. I'm excited to Piper? play uh, some some Reno on Icebox. Viper? Chase? Hmm? I'm not playing Viper. <laughs> <laughs> I will play Brim or I will go back to playing Sova. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like I feel like Viper, if I think about the Chase playstyle and I think about the Viper playstyle, I feel like there's a lot of overlap. But I guess just yeah. the mechanics of the wall and stuff that are intimidating to you. Well, intimidating sounds like, like condescending. Just, you know, what you, yeah. not attractive to you. I really, like, I yeah. can't wrap my small brain around a wall. Like, <laughs> right, why right. is That's it not, not what circular? I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I can't choose, where, like, where to put it all the time? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Why well, do I only have one get, of them? Okay, but you do get to choose exactly where you put it. Is that and, how that works? And not only, hold on, think about this. You, you like Brim Molly quite a bit, right? Yeah. You get two of them. 
No way. And I then mean, you that's kind of cool. You also have, like, a standard dome smoke, the same way you're used to at Brim. And, like, you can make use of your lineup knowledge from playing Brim, except you'd have to learn entirely new lineups and whatnot, but, like, you can still make use of your cool lineups. <laughs> the concept of lineups that you understand <laughs> from Brim. Yes, yeah, 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 yes. The, the concept of lineups that I, you know, infamously love and <laughs> yeah. learned all of. Yes. Those, those things, yes. Yes. And then you have an ult, which is more smoke. Yeah. I yeah. don't see what there isn't to like here, Chase. The, <laughs> Besides I mean, the mini game that takes place when you play Viper. Well, you know, you know exactly what it is. I think I, I've talked about it before that it's the um, I like the set and forget. Yeah. Right. It's true. Right. Like you I like I like my utility to have the impact when I toss the utility. Yeah. Because yep. yeah, I like push button thing happens like jet smoke, yeah i can i can have i back. can have the extra step of i pull it out and then i do yeah, it yeah, because yeah. my utility is usually slower than that that's fine yeah but like i like i don't like to have to think constantly about the utility and like when to have it up or down or mm-hmm. you know when to use it uh what yeah. what's going on in the in the back like did somebody hit my trip like you know something like that i, I don't yeah. like that stuff mm-hmm. yeah the, I, I will um, say yeah Oh, I was going to say, the reason why I can't ever play Viper is the exact same reason why I don't like playing Void Fiend. <laughs> I hate game. the minigame. <laughs> I, yeah. I do not want to have to deal with the the smoke mechanic, or the fuel yeah. gauge mechanic. Yeah. It's like, that is single-handedly what I could not play Viper because of. Okay, it's funny that you bring that up, because that reminds me of something that I totally forgot when we were talking about our agent wish list or not agent just valorant wish list uh that i had, had thought of for a long time which is to have more agents with mini games yeah <laughs> no, hopefully there'd be some that you like but i think it'd be really cool if like you know you had to do some sort of like hacking mini game that would like mess with enemy you know mini maps or something where like there is some sort of uh, sudoku or something like along those lines that you're just like constantly doing and as long as you're successful whatever the effect is keeps happening and then uh it gets harder and harder so eventually like realistically you're gonna fail but like you know your success at something completely different than the normal gameplay can allow you to have your abilities be more effective like i I think that would be really cool if that was in the game okay i'm not gonna lie that sounds stupid as hell I, 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 I didn't expect you to love it. That one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I think it's funny. I don't think it really yeah. deserves a spot in Valorant. It doesn't fit the game. I, I, like, kinda, I love the idea of having to solve a 3x3 three three Sudoku yeah. in like every 10 seconds in order to keep an ability active. Like, that's <laughs> so right. funny. Like if there's like three squares open of the whole board to start, and then it says like super easy, and then it goes up by one every time, two. I don't know. Yeah, like. I think that would be kind of cool. More more mini-map scrambling things I think would be an interesting yeah. idea, though. Like, just from the context of, like, I guess more so just, like, higher levels of play. Like, I think at lower elo, the fact that Omen's alt scrambles your mini-map is not that big of a deal. Right. Yeah, but it might actually have an impact at higher, like... I mean, fuck, it bothers the hell out of me whenever Omen ults. Yeah, try being a smoker. What do you mean? I can't place my smokes. 
Wait, what? Like when the when the mini map is is scrambled, I can't see my my iPad either. You can oh. see the map; it's just covered in like shadow, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just you can't see uh, the exact geometry. You, you can see the outlines uh, though of the edges. Yeah, you see yeah, the yeah, outline. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, it, so oftentimes when you're like smoking off an angle, like you don't know if I'm dropping it perfectly. I see. Yeah, so you know, like it, there mistake, might be a gap. Well, you were saying like try playing smoke. I was like, I've played Omen before. When, mm-hmm. it, when the other Omen halts, I can drop my smokes the same way. I can't <laughs> really yeah, yeah, yeah. Cass, it's, it's like if you're on Haven and you're Omen ulted and you're Brim, you can place a smoke C long just fine. But yeah. placing a smoke window is very difficult. Mm, okay, because you can't see the specific geometry of like the steps to be like, okay, well, here's where I center it. Mm. Yeah, mm. so you're most likely going to be off on your smoke and leave a gap, unless you're just I like, I don't. Know, it just takes an extra second, really. For sure, to, like, like, that, really that just sounds like a skill up, issue. But, yeah, yeah. Takes, um, you, need to, you need to lab out with you know. You need yeah. to get a buddy, pay someone maybe to omen alt you constantly while you play smokes as Brim. Anything else is mm-hmm. a throw, honestly. To get you my money. Uh, yeah, I was giving Chase shit for for not having his insta locking down when we were queuing for a premiere game last week. Right, and everyone, uh, myself included, was saying, "Why on earth does that matter? No yeah. one's out insta locking Brim." Sure, sure. Yeah. Like, no I one's out insta locking Brim, and we're playing fucking premiere. Like, why do I need to s- select my agent faster than you? Yeah. Alex like is gonna troll and play Brim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's just like, literally, as soon as the agent select screen popped up, I was already locked in his chat. Right. <laughs> it's like, nobody else. Like, Chase hadn't even hovered. Like, that, that, that's what Why was wild. Why does it matter? <laughs> like, yeah. No, I was just like, well... I was right? probably taking a sip of my beer, dumbass. Yeah. Like, yeah. when especially when we have all who often just fills in with whatever we need most. Be nice to know exactly what you were planning on. Like... What, what else is Dave playing? You know exactly what <laughs> yeah. I'm planning on. But like, it's like, is it like out of sight, out of mind? You see Jay's with Blake, and you think he could play anyone? He might be yeah, maybe, out the chamber. Maybe he's feeling, yeah, maybe he's feeling frisky. And does that change who you're playing? Oh no, you're already locked in. Does yeah. it? Does, so yeah. <laughs> oh man. God, I was gonna insta lock with Tony in the lobby because Tony's a fucking wild card. Yeah, yeah, Tony will often oh, just, yeah. despite you, insta-lock the character that you want to play. Yeah, yeah, I will often joke about it, but do it one out of every 1,000 times. Or coordinate the entire lobby to do it. Well, that was one of the one out of 1,000 <laughs> yeah. times, yeah. Wow, that was so frustrating. That actually, like, ruined my mood for, like, two days. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's ruined, like, it's it ruined my mood as well because I felt bad about pissing you off uh, that much. I literally it, it, didn't play Valorant for like a week because I was so it's sad. Like, it, about it's it. actually, it's actually outrageous that like it yeah. bothered me that much, but like it did, and I can't do right. anything about the fact that it bothered me that much. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I felt justified in doing it, but then I still felt sad. You felt sad, so I was like, ah, yeah, no, no, like I like it's yeah. hilarious. I think I like in <laughs> hindsight, I think it was funny as fuck, yeah. but I was just fuming in the moment. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> I can do about that. Uh, for reference, a hunter DM'd everybody in Discord to lock all the the agents I play, being Jet, Chamber, and Cipher. Um, yeah. The cast would play Ice. And 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 somebody else picked Omen, so I was forced to pick. Well, they were trying to force me into picking ISO, which I said I didn't want to do. So right. I just went with Arena instead and went fucking three in like twenty seven. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, you would have done better on the ISO. For I sure. was tilted before we even yeah. got into the game, though. Like yeah. I don't think I would have done better on the ISO. <laughs> yeah. 
We did but cover yeah. this on pod, I believe, but it was yeah. a while ago, a couple weeks ago. So yeah. a refresher for all those of you who mm-hmm. forgot. Okay. What I believe will be the meat and potatoes, except we've taken a while, so maybe it won't actually be the meat and potatoes. Um the tournament that we played today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we came in second. What a fucking L. Yeah. It was yeah, we had a fairly easy game one and two on on split for both of them. And then the team that we played last had the worst record of any of the three teams in the regular season. They were four and six. And they'd also, also dumpstered their first two games. Yes, yes. Um, and we played Haven, which is a map that we like, and just did really bad on defense to start. And we were, and we turned it around after a tactical timeout, which we called for the first time. I think maybe we did it occasionally before. Yeah, we called used both of our timeouts, and the first one helped us get to two rounds on two additional two rounds to close out the half. So we had we was nine three curse triggered, um, and then we lost thirteen ten. Doing better on on attack, but not yeah. We were doing obviously significantly better on on attack than we were on defense. We just we couldn't turn it around fast enough uh, on our defensive half. If we got a couple more rounds there, we much more likely to to take the win on that. Yep, there were definitely a few rounds too where it, it just came down to like me not hitting a shot or Hunter not hitting a shot. Like like there were there were multiple rounds which could have gone either way. Yeah, or yeah, I was a, quite a, a tenth of a second late on my peak t- in the final round. Yeah, like, like the, the, and they, they got the ninja on me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the, not I wasn't necessarily a ninja, but it was like a, I would I was calling them out and trying trying to yeah, let them stick for a second. One and shot in that sex, so he really had to gamble a little bit. I, I supported yeah, the yeah. call fully. But yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know, like, like, there were multiple rounds that could have gone either way. And, like, sure, we won some of those rounds that could have gone either way. But, like, you know, we win a few more of those, different game. Especially in the first half. Like, just being down 9-3 after the half is just, like, you're not in a good position. No, um, not at all. And, yeah, no, it was, like... Yeah, I don't know. Because the furthest we made it in a yeah. tournament, though, like we we did, yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the season where we were doing quite well in the regular season as well, and you know it is probably to do with the lack of teams, as we discussed in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. But also, it, you know, it could just be to uh, you know us getting better. I'll I'll say that, yeah, yeah, and we're just that good now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say though that last game slightly changed my opinions on. Two agents in particular. Do you guys have any guesses on what those two are? Well, one well, one of them's ISO. ISO. Yeah, you hinted yeah. at that heavily earlier. And the and the other one would be Gecko. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one a sample size of one is changing your your opinion here. Well, no, it was the situations that I ran into in that game. Oh, okay, okay. That okay. First of all, I think given the right set of circumstances. Dizzy's the best flash in the game. Now, that's a hot take. Now, I am comboing that with the very important the, qualifier there, given the right set of circumstances. Anything um, can be the best blank in the game, given the yes, right set of circumstances. But I think the Except right set all of Deadlock's utility. Okay, granted, yes. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I think that those 
those particular set of circumstances aren't the hardest to reach. Being when it's fucking chaotic, I'm getting caught by that. I have no chance of shooting that down. If it's I don't try very to shoot difficult it down, to shoot. Yeah. My crosshair is in the middle of nowhere. Usually my with when you combo my reaction time and my ability to flick to a target, which maybe at a pro level they're significantly faster and more accurate than I am and just delete the dizzy. Maybe that's the case. But there were multiple times where I thought I shot down the dizzy, and this is probably just muscle memory from like what it was before, and I just got fucking blinded. You can't turn it. And I'm saying, like, as soon as shit gets chaotic and there's a dizzy going through, like, I'm fucking blinded. Like, that's it. And it gives them info. It has the undodgeability for me in a chaotic situation the same way that a Phoenix Flash does. Except it also lets them know where the fuck I am. Yeah, unless you're that gecko. Oh, right, there's a famous round <laughs> where he okay, his cleared but... chase and he didn't notice that the Dizzy had cleared chase. Yeah, the gecko yeah so I was just sitting in a corner blind and the, the gecko walked right past me yeah. and then I, I became unblinded and saw his back. It was funny, I was dead at the moment and I saw Chase being blinded after the Dizzy came through and I'm like, oh boys, Chase is fucked, backup flank. <laughs> and then Chase just calms like, no, I'm actually okay. <laughs> yep. Because I actually stopped watching your POV once that flash came through because mm-hmm. I just assumed you were dead. Oh, I should have been, I 100% true. should have been dead. Yeah. It told, it told him exactly where I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one because he deleted me multiple other times that game. Oh yeah, he deleted me up other times that game too. He was actually quite good. Yeah, um, but that one instance was pretty bad. Yeah, just like the, the I'm convinced it's undodgeable now in not or like in hectic situations. Like if you're gonna try to pop flash through a smoke with that, or just like flash out of a smoke with it, not even like truly pop flash it. Like sure, I don't think it's the best flash in the game. But when shit's going down, I'm getting caught with that. Your team is not getting flashed by it the same or like based on other the way other flashes work in the game. Like it's guaranteed to not flash your team. It's almost assuredly flashing the other or your enemy team, and it's telling you where the fuck they are. Yeah. Like that rival sky flash. For sure, especially which I think in general, yeah. I think, in general, Skyflash is the best flash in the game. Yeah, I mean, Skyflash has the range on it, right? Yeah. Like, you, you can flash an area that you're not directly accessible to, which, mm-hmm. um, and then get the info off of that. But yeah. you can't really do that with, uh, with Dizzy. In certain situations, you might be able to, if you're, like, throwing it over a wall to see yeah, if like somebody certain... is, like, around, the, like, on the other side of that wall in yeah, certain, certain map, map geometries. geometry allows for it, but... Um, like, it's not as flexible, so I don't think it's the best flash in the game. But nor is it as, it is. Yeah, nor is it as viable as a sky flash for functioning as a true pop flash. Yeah. However, I think in chaotic situations, it's the best flash in the game. I think definitely, like, especially if there's multiple gunfights going on, like, simultaneously on a site. Yeah. Right? Say, like, you're in mi- the middle of retake or the middle of a site exec. Um where there are multiple people t- like taking gunfights in different angles, um, that can easily cover multiple people and help your teammates out like 
in all of those situations. Whereas a flash like Sky Flash, if you're going to throw that into like the air in the middle of sight, like you would with a Dizzy to try to catch everybody else, like it's most likely not going to hit people or it's going to half flash most people. Or it's going to blow your team. Flash your well. team. Yeah. Yeah, it'll flash Dizzy your team. Dizzy can't as well. flash yeah. your team. Yeah. Yeah, another thing as well is you're talking about pop flashing, and while in some cases Sky is better at pop flashing, one thing that's super strong that you can do with Dizzy is if the smoke that you're flashing out of has, you know, clear sky over it, if you throw it way up in the air and then push, now you have to have, now the enemy team has to decide, do I, you know, flick way up into the sky to shoot this Dizzy and flick back to the person who's swinging me? Or do I, you know, just hope they swing too fast? Or do I just commit to spamming the smoke? And none of those are great options. Yeah. If there's like a ceiling where the smoke is, so you have to throw it forward, it's significantly less good that way. But whenever you have the vertical component as a part of it, it really can shine in those cases. Yeah, so I've never played Gecko, so I don't know exactly what his flashing or like how, like, I don't even know if like, is a pop flash technically possible with Dizzy? No, because it's it's time to acquire a target. There, well, there's like a, there's like a delay after you throw it before yeah. it like starts floating, before it can start acquiring targets. And then there's also mm-hmm. a delay after it acquires a target before it shoots, which okay. is now very small with the buffs. Yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah. like you could throw it to just pop out of a smoke and immediately shoot someone. It still has to acquire the target. Got it. Um, but yeah, I think in... Yeah, like in not trying to be used as a pop flash, like I, I think it is arguably the best flash in the game. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good. I think I think it's significantly better than it was before uh, with the most recent buffs, and I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of it. Yeah, like I, I don't necessarily like I, I fucking hate it right now, but I don't think it's a bad thing for the game. Yeah, like I like I, I think it actually puts Gecko in a reasonable spot because yeah, flash. and I think an unturnable flash is cool, and it's not as good of a flash like the actual flash itself. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, you can right? still keep your bearings on the map because you see the yeah, signs. yeah. Um, and it, I believe it's slightly shorter. I guess the sky one depends on the time that the bird was right. out, but to yeah, determine, but yeah, so it is a pretty short experience, yeah, yeah. But, um, okay, so there's that, and then there is the ISO, which is again, I still don't think ISO is a great duelist, yeah. I think he falls into a role that, like, Valorant doesn't really have a label for, of, uh... I mean, there were multiple times in that game where if he didn't have his shield up, I think I got that kill. Oh, there's 100%, like, a number of times where I also, like, shot him, had the shield up, and then he shot me. Yeah, he played around having the shield very well. To where he would, you know, really commit to the wide swing, so it was difficult to, you know, hit multiple shots on him before he could acquire his target. Or just, like, there were often times that, like, I don't know if it had to do with him wide swinging, but, like, I couldn't unpeak where I was from, if that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I was stuck being forced to commit to that duel. And, like, there, there was one time where I got ulted, and I knew that he had a shield up, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I'm fucked. And you were. I was. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, like, I I did, like, I hit the shield, I hit, like, a body shot or two, but at this point, like, I'm into my spray. That might have been the only ult that he won 
that game. I, I definitely beat him in another alt. No, I think I lost two alts to him. I think I, I think I was one and two against him. Oh, okay. yeah, and Cass, as a, oh. as a bit of a sidebar that ties back to that Premier game specifically, mm-hmm. I do think it's good practice in five stacks or in Premier to immediately as you're being alted, call where you're being alted, like where your body is going to be. Because mm-hmm. I know in the chaos of that moment, I had no idea where you were, and I would have liked to full commit to taking the site off the premise of hopefully securing the area around your body, because that's what we ended up doing anyway, but kind of late. And if we would have just it sent it right really away, worked. you wouldn't have died there. Yeah. I should have, when I got out of the alt after beating the ISO, I should have killed that Sky. I just whiffed my shots. Yeah, but the Sky also whiffed her shots. Like, if the Sky yeah. was... Yeah, I mean, the Sky should have like, been also better. Killed. Oh, yeah. no, I... It, would I, have, I it should have been free for I her. immediately strafe as soon as, like, I'm holding down either A or D as I'm coming out of ISO alt, and I'm crouching. Right, right. Which like, I am be. not, like, I am doing something to move my agent the instant I am out of ISO alt. Um, but yeah, like, sure, the, sh- the sky should have killed me. I should have kill- killed the sky. She eventually killed me. There there we are. Um, I, I don't but think if, if there would... were if there were other people executing onto site at the same time as you were coming yeah. out, then, you know, her attention would have been more divided. Right. And it was also more likely that the instant trade comes through. Like she yes. eventually, she eventually got killed, but it wasn't like a trade. It was yeah. just I did she damage to her. Later she eventually around. died yeah. later. Yeah. Um. No, there was one time the ISO altered me with shield, and I had an op. Yeah. And I was like, I am right. so fucked. Yeah, that's oh, the worst yeah. you're not hitting right two there. op shots. Yeah, that's yeah. Nuts. No, I, I pulled out my pistol. Like yeah, I pulled out that's, a classic. That's the best shot. Yeah, and I was just like, I I have a classic for this fight. Like that that's just what it is. Um Yeah, the unfortunate thing there is if in that scenario, if you're like, okay, I have the pistol, so I'm gonna close the distance on this guy, well he's probably mm-hmm. gonna do the same to you if he knows you have an op. <laughs> so like he's gonna be ready you for just, that. Yeah. yeah, and you both are basically just peeking outside your barriers immediately, in which case it's a long range duel. Yeah, so okay. one of the things that I noticed that I should have calmed because I think you got pulled into the ISO alt once there. Um, yeah, not me. Was I? I did. Yeah, yeah. He always swung to your right every yeah. single time because I got pulled in three times. Mm-hmm. He always he swung right every single time. He swung right in mine as well, and I I, yeah. I beat him. Right, which like I I feel like that's something that like I should kind of like keep mental note like check of. Like after after I get altered twice by ISO, and he moves to his left or my right two times in a row. I feel like I should kind of make note of that, you know? And, yeah. like, in the time... Because I went 0-2, and, and then I beat him on the third one. It's, I was hard pre-aiming, right, like, right side. Yeah. It's like, I was just like, oh, like, he's done it every single time he's halted so far. Like, he, he, he likes to hold A and swing to the left. Um, I just feel like that's something that I should keep more note of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be useful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are you saying that you do or you don't like ISO? I, I like ISO in his own separate, isolated... This isolated? Is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Got him. The, uh, yeah, there was a time when uh, Oliver and I weren't ready quite yet. Or, like We didn't necessarily know there was a flank coming through. We were just aware that it was a possibility. And we were in the process of doubling up to dual flank. Um, 
when the ISO swung, killed Oliver, got the shield. And I'm standing there, and I just know that I'm fucked. Yeah. Because he's going to clear me. We planted C on Haven, and I'm fucking standing C long. Like, I'm going to get cleared. And he has the shield up. And yeah, one he, of the things that I, I didn't nothing really do, I could really do yeah, about sorry, that. I didn't interrupt. Oh. Yeah, See, it, it was literally the last, it was the last round of the game. So, like, you were still alive, Chase? Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I knew as soon that. as he killed all and he got the shield up, I was like, I'm, like, I'm so disadvantaged in this fight that's about to take place, and I can't avoid this. And you so I think that, say... like, <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry. my God. All right, Hunter, just fucking say your thing. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Hell. I didn't duel the ISO very many times in that game, I don't think, or at least not in a significant, like, clear 1v1. But uh, one thing I've found against, in playing against ISOs in ranked is if I ever, if I know the ISO is coming, or if, um, you know, I, they, I, I, we both have a peek each other without firing many bullets, I will really go hard for the wall bang on them. I will frequently spray where they'd be peeking from, and then back off for the purpose of just getting that little bit of wall bang damage to break the shield. And I feel like that's something you yeah. could have done in that scenario where he was swinging you, of fired like four wall bang shots and fallen off. Maybe they don't hit, but if they do, now when you swing him next, it's a fair 1v1. Maybe, but then like I've got to deal with my recoil, you know? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like You do it right. You have to time it right, obviously, and sometimes you might get the timing wrong. So it's by no mm -hmm. means some sort of magic bullet solution, but like the idea is you spray such that you're done spraying and moving before he's peeking you. So yeah. it's, so it's all about that spray as you expect he's a well, yeah spray. you can yeah. you can fall back into the corner that you were you know in before. Mm -hmm. like you right. you kind of like swing out, try to get sure, a couple wall sure, bang sure, shots sure, off, sure. then fall back into that corner to to reset your aim and then hopefully take a fight without the shield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I've had a good bit of success in that in ranked of because you hear a different sound even if you're not looking at it when you break the shield, just being like, oh, sick, I, I broke his shield. Now it's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. I am starting to realize that the shield is better than we initially thought it was um, if you're able to use it well, and because it's up, like able to be up for so long. Um, Still, there was not a single time that game where I that I can remember where the wall was used effectively. The wall is was very overrated, I believe, at his launch. I think the wall definitely has its uses. I think so too. I don't. I don't think that Gecko was using or that ISO was using. Yeah. Them. Okay. Um. Or at all. Like I don't even remember it having an impact in a single round. And yeah. the only round I remember have the uh, vulnerable having an impact is the final round of the game where I didn't peek him because I was vulnerable and like one you're shot. Also one shot. What difference does it make if you're? Vulnerable? Yeah, actually, that didn't really. Yeah, that didn't really. The make vulnerable made no difference. You were one shot. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if, if I was. He, if he wall banged you in the foot. You were, maybe he. I remember. Have okay, you. I remember looking 20, at right? it, and you were like, "Huh?" No, I think I had 15. like I probably had like sixty-five health. No, no, no! You were fifteen. Oh, at the very end, you were you were in the red. At the very end, you were yeah, you were like really? fifteen HP. You were yes. no questions asked. Anything kills you. Like if you get hit, you die. Okay, well uh, then the vulnerable didn't really have an effect. The vulnerable didn't do shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Chase, thinking not, it did, still had yeah. an effect, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. it could have. 
Um, I still love this. I'm game. saying maybe I, I didn't think that it did if I was already 15 health. Mm, like, maybe okay. the, the reason that I was not peeking was because I was one shot. But, like, yeah. it, it, so it did, the vulnerable still didn't really have an effect there. But yeah. I, it's the one time I was vulnerable the entire game. Mm-hmm. The... Yeah, like I like I get that, and I'm not saying that I think the rest of his kid is great or anything. It's just like I I went three and six against the ISO, I believe, if I'm reading tracker correctly. And I think all three kills I had on the ISO were when he did not have a shield, and my six deaths were when he did. Like there might have been one one or two deaths in there in which he didn't have a shield, and I just lost the gunfight. But, like, I remember distinctly, there were multiple times that game where I'm just like, I fucking win that without the shield. Yeah, but, like, if, if you look at it this way, if he was playing Reyna, and he threw his Leer to get an advantage in the fight, if he's going to do that wide swing where you can't really get away, chances are he also gets the kill on you in that situation as well. Okay, but the shield is more, or number one, last a hell of a lot longer. Number two is sure. once you once you have it, you just kind of have it. It's like a in your context, it's like a Reyna throwing leers on every fucking angle she swings. Well, I, I, given I, the point good. that you made, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, it is. But like, right. I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like it's not a fair comparison. Like, it, it, it's an entirely different thing. And once he has the shield, he fucking has it. Sure. sure. Yeah, like, so if he has to find like clear multiple angles to actually get to the place where you are, he still yeah. has that shield up. He didn't have to like burn the utility on an right. earlier angle. Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. The reason why I brought that up is because Cass is talking about situations where ISO knows he's there and he knows ISO's there, and he's like, "Oh shoot, he has a shield." And obviously, there were some situations that weren't that, but like the one he mentioned in, you know, C not lobby, but like yeah, well, the ISO or... didn't the ISO didn't know I was there. Oh, okay, okay. But he it's thought you likely fair, were in that case. It's a yeah. fair assumption to think I am there. It's not a big leap to imagine someone yeah, might yeah, perhaps not also big, be there. Not yeah. a big leap. And you know what? Had Reyna had a Leer at this point in the round, she probably would have thrown it. And I probably would have been fucked either way. Yeah. In fact, Reyna probably would have killed Oliver, dismissed, saw that I was there, gone back to cover, then leered out, and then I would have been dead. Right, but exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's assuming Reyna has the Leer. It is very feasible that throughout the progression of this round, Reyna has used her Leers. Sure, sure. Iso gets two double taps. They last for quite a while. It is, I think it is significantly more likely for Iso to have a double tap up and active at this point in the round that we are at and given the other shenanigans that went by. Oh, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. And, like, again, I, I, I'm i saying that, like, I don't think that ISO is great or anything. And I think that he falls into the role of works very well in his doing his own kind of thing role, which <laughs> yeah, is not really in the meta and doesn't have a name for it. But I think he does very well at the, I'm just kind of going to do my own thing, and then you guys can build your plans around whatever it is that I ended up doing if you need to fall back away from your original plan. I think he's yeah. very good at that. And once he has that shield up, I think it's fucking formidable. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking it could also be a like adaptation thing to 
understanding how to play against an ISO that might have a shield up, like yeah. Hunter was saying, like mm-hmm. with sending those more wall bank shots, mm-hmm. so that you're trying to not put yourself into an engagement where you need the head tap. Because, like, oftentimes I feel like I yeah. swing like an angle where I'm like, oh, I've got this because I can get the head tap. And, like, the couple of times where ISO had a shield up there and killed me was a time where I, I thought, oh, well, like, I would have killed him. You know, like, I I definitely took away his shield, and it was probably a headshot. Um, but, like, I couldn't then get out of that angle. Like you were saying, you couldn't unswing in time. Um, and so they were able to, to get back. So, you know, maybe it's us adapting to knowing, okay, this could be the ISO on the other end. I, maybe I don't take that duel. Maybe I play around this a little bit differently uh, because I am not guaranteed to if, if I hit that headshot that I will hit it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's almost like an altered arena, though, in which, like, I can't wait this out. Like, I can't wait out an altered arena. Like, that takes too long. No, but do I need to, like, I need to do less ego peeking? I don't even think I was ego peeking him. Like, yeah, in this but, context, he was swinging into yeah, me, no, that, and I had that no was not an ego peeking situation. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was forced to stand my ground there. This is Florida we're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I. 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 I don't know how to describe it other than ego peeking, but like taking the fifty-fifty. Well, I think one thing that came to mind for me as you were discussing that chase is also where you're pre-aiming, because if you think about how you normally fake, how you normally take a long-range or a medium-range rifle duel in Valorant, what you typically do is you you move and then stop and then shoot at the head for the number of bullets where you're accurate, assuming you're using a Phantom or Vandal, or relatively accurate, and then you start dragging down to, depending on how how you like to control your recoil, either have a high chance that the, the bullet hits the head on the recoil up, or just that you're centering on the chest. I don't think Chase does the dragging down part. <laughs> I try it down. <laughs> I don't think Tony knows the dragging down uh, part from that clip where he got he breach altered the two people and oh my god that clip was so funny. I haven't uh, seen that. <laughs> oh, were you not in that game when he was playing breach uh, on Haven? I I don't. Maybe I was. I just oh might my not god. Okay, I, you gotta moment. watch the clip later. But anyway, um, where I was going with this is that one thing that I feel like I've done a bit with ISOs is instead of like stop and shoot like three to four bullets depending on the gun and the situation going for the headshot stop and then just shoot one to two bullets at the chest because you have a much higher chance of hitting someone in the chest if that's what you know you're going for versus hitting in the head to get the break and then readjust and go for the head which is like a different you know procedure but like the chance of you hitting that chest is so much higher than hitting the head in the first chance i mean i guess depending on the person but for most people and obviously you do give the, the, the ISO a chance to, they still have a decent chance to shoot you in the head, but by being stationary for less time, because you're shooting less bullets for that first engagement, you also make yourself harder to kill than the average duel. And there's the whole thing that, like, duels actually take longer than you think when you're in them. Yes. Like, you yes. have more time in most duels, especially at our rank, um, to adjust your crosshair. I would like to see stats on that, because I feel like I do a lot of deleting slash getting deleted. And again, that might just be the way in which I play. 
versus the way in which you guys play. Yeah, Cass, you definitely, um, st- you definitely stay much more stationary than Chase does. And I know that from 1v1-ing yeah. you that day where we were 1v1-ing 1v1-ing down Pearl B. Long. I yeah, did yeah, so yeah. much better against you than Chase. Because I had so much more time to acquire you as a target, whereas Chase was mm-hmm. just going all over the place. Yeah, like, I, I, I feel like when I take a duel, it's either I'm dead or you're dead. Right, <laughs> We're right, finding yeah. out right fucking now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think in, in a lot of my duels, it, it might be a little bit more tap fiery. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, someone's going to get the headshot, but it's not on the first four. Yeah, points, it, you know? it, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, if somebody is taking that stance against me, like, if I notice that, like, again, like, if I were to go in a 1v1 against Chase, and I notice that Chase is taking that stance of, like, fire a few bullets, strafe a bit, fire a few more bullets, I'm probably going to end up doing the same thing against him so that i'm not just standing still yeah but, because my my game plan is like give myself more time to line up the headshot yeah yeah so i'm probably going to end up having to adopt a similar fighting style but in general i feel like i go into gunfights just being like all right one of the two of us is dying right the fuck now yeah let's find out who um and that's I, like, shocking I'm to well, me. I never guessed. I know. No, that, like I'm well aware that that's something that I need to work on because I commit too readily um, to taking duels with, again, either the confidence or the ego, depending on how you want to look at it. That I'm going to win them both. But honestly. like, there there are definitely times where like I notice I get to a certain point in my spray and I'm just like, I should not be here. Yeah, you're like, I, this yeah. is uncharted territory. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just like, neither of us should be engaging in this gunfight right now, and yet here we are. <laughs> like the yep. 12th bullet of our spray, just being like, <laughs> I know I've hit you three times, just one more, just fucking hit, please. Yes. And we both have the exact same thought, and I'm just like, ah, uh, like... So when you the, send up yeah, prayer like, to uh, John Riot himself. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm well aware that I overcommit to those fights and that I should be playing them more tap-fiery. And I think a lot of it comes down to, like, either me being, like, it it comes from two very different scenarios, but it has to do with me playing a bunch of Jet and a bunch of Cypher. In terms of, as Jet, oftentimes it's after I've smoked and dashed onto site, and I have no choice but to take this tool. Right, right, yeah. Like, it, it just, yeah, just I am somewhat on site. right. It's like I'm somewhat isolated, and I need to wait for my team to join me on site. But here I am, staring at you. My smoke is my smoke is dissipated. Um, this gunfight is happening. Here we are. Uh, versus the the cipher in which I'm often buying a phantom and spraying through either my cages or at my trips or off one ways or camera pings like there was a round on split in one of the first two games we played it in the tournament where i noticed that about 40 seconds into the round i had five bullets left in my gun because i got into a a spray battle through my one way i killed whoever i i killed the cypher sage walled up to res the cypher I sprayed down Sage's wall, and then there was a smoke that went down, and then I sprayed through the smoke at where I knew I killed the Cypher <laughs> to try and kill the Cypher again off res. And I noticed, oh, fuck, I have five bullets left. Mm. And we're about 40 seconds into the round. Yeah, that's... 
That's a and this tough man situation still refuses to buy an Odin. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I got a kill with those remaining five bullets. I'll have you know. Great. Good for you. Glad and then to hear picked it. up a picked up a vandal, and then had a lot more bullets. As you as you like to say, Cass, what do you want? A cookie? I do actually. Kind of. I could actually. <laughs> I mean, you're rolling some right and you now. You are. Right? You have a lot yeah. of cookies in front yeah, of you. Right. So I'm trying to go ways. for a cookie if you're yeah. offering. <laughs> but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you boys got any remarks about uh, the three games we played today? Uh, nothing else in particular that I'm uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, well, I guess I have, I have one quick remark, which is something spurred on by a plan that I had. Well, not really a plan, but something I've been considering for a while and then was discussing in the chat after the games. But I've decided during podcasts to make it official, which is that I'll continue to be a Yoru main for the rest of 2023. But in the new year, I'm going to be swapping over to Legeko and seeing how that goes. Because I think that would be very helpful for... I think that could be there could be some be- definite benefits for Premier as well as I enjoy playing Gecko. Yeah, I mean, Cass was just saying he doesn't think you're throwing anymore. So there you have it. Although I do, I really do like you on the Oru. So thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's gonna mess with. Uh, it doesn't really mess with much because I I've often been flashing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't and, mess with a ton. Yeah, one of the things that I was I saying might have to. Yeah. Like, it, it just might put me on more hard entry on a few maps. Well, I mean, it depends, because you've been playing more Cypher, so it might end up being yeah. that Oliver plays more Rays. That or, is true. Or, I forgot that all plays Rays, yeah. Yeah, or on some maps, it could be Oliver switching to the Sentinel role, because he does play KJ, and yeah. then you playing Jet. Um, there's definitely some potential there. Yeah, so I was thinking that, like, as far as Chase goes, like, Chase wants to play Brim on every map that we get into, right? Yes. Right, right. And like, except maybe you are capable on fracture? Question mark. I know I've I've played well, Brim on fracture, fracture for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Chase just wants to play Brim on every map. Icebox isn't in the pool, so we don't have to worry about that. Thank fucking god. Um, but uh, like Hunter, you're more than capable of playing Brim. All is more than Thank capable of playing Brim. Like. Like, there are other people who are willing to take over the Brim role if Chase decided, oh, actually, I'd much prefer playing Breach or, or Sova or fucking ISO or whatever Phoenix, the fuck yeah. it is on any given map. Neon. Right? Um, <laughs> I would love yeah. Chase on Neon in Vermeer. That would be and rad. Then, and then, like, I'm sure Hunter wouldn't necessarily mind playing Jet on a given map. Oh, but, certainly not, no. But Hunter doesn't actively play any Jet. Right. Nor does anybody actively play any cipher besides me. Yeah. And so when it comes down to those two roles, which are very different in how the fuck they work and they play, like I'm the only person that does either of those. And so if we feel like we want somebody on one of those two agents in a given pool, I'm the guy that does that. And obviously we right. just put the hours on Reyna. Because well, and that is. Me? That is one of the perks of me playing Gecko, which is that Oliver has been sort of stuck on filling initiator for the most part, if we want to have an initiator, um, because of me playing the second duelist in our in our comp. Whereas if I'm mm-hmm. playing Gecko now, there's a potential for Oliver to play Killjoy on more maps, which could free you up from playing Cypher. That is true, but then I would go Jet. 
Yeah, yeah, so you, you would could, be the second yeah. duelist. Right. Or, or, or Oliver would yeah, be the second yeah, yeah. duelist on race. Or, yeah, or yeah, you could play Omen, and we could run some of the yeah. double smoke comps with you as, like, duelist Omen. Like, that's, it's it's true, that's true. possible yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, Oliver does play the second the second uh, smoker with me as well uh, yeah. a lot. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the duelist Omen arc for Cass is pretty cool. I am liking that. I do like it. I played a game in... Ah, fuck. I don't remember who it was, but, like... I don't remember, even remember if you guys were in the game, but it was like me playing quote unquote secondary duelist, but like the other duelist or the other or secondary smoker, but the other smoker was a viper, and I'm like, no, I'm the fucking primary smoker here. This sucks. I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember I was in that game. You're like, man, this is not right. turning out the way I wanted to. Right. Yeah. But okay, well, let's let Chase get out of here. He says he's got shit to do. It's getting late. Yeah, he's getting qu- quite late. So yeah. This ran, I mean, shorter than average length, but yeah. not not much. Uh, well, Chase, you want to lead us out of here? And then yeah. with a prerequisite, we're not going to be here next week if you're still around. Merry Christmas, everyone. This point. Merry Christmas, yeah. happy holidays. Whatever Enjoy your holidays. Fun. Enjoy your time off, hopefully, from work or school or whatever the fuck you got going on. Enjoy copious amounts of alcohol as the season um <laughs> Suggests demands. Demands. <laughs> demands is a better word. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll drink with you later. <laughs>